It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time to revisit some of the camp battles and questions that we've been looking to answer, and we're going to start today with the secondary group. That's coming up next and more on this episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to your Wednesday episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making You can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to continue this conversation with me after the episode is over, just go to joinsubtext.com slash Commanders to do so. And you can text with me, your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82, Washington Commanders beat reporter for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's fan nation and your host for this episode every monday through friday here with you and every day as i also appreciate those of you who are coming through every day that we drop an episode on today's episode of locked on commanders we are at washington commanders training camp day seven and we're going to be talking about some comments from head coach ron rivera about quarterback sam howell and we're going to hear from washington commanders rookie safety quan martin of course we're also going to do our howl watch but first we've got to start with a a re an up a reacclimatization that's not even a word that I just said, but we're going to talk about the secondary group here. We've been going around uh, the position groups, looking at camp battles, looking at camp questions that we're trying to answer during this portion of the preseason. And we're kind of coming back now to revisit some of these position groups and some of these battles. And today I thought it'd be fun to start with the secondary group. A lot of people really excited about this secondary group, about the talent that's on here from a veteran standpoint, a young talent standpoint, and just really trying to answer the question of how many DBs can this team really keep and how are they going to utilize all of them. So I thought that was a good place to start with here today on Wednesday. And look, bottom line, we've been ranting and raving about the intelligent and aggressive play that we've been seeing from this Washington Commander secondary, and that has only continued as we've gotten deeper into training camp. But what we're starting to see now more that I think is very interesting is we're starting to see that level of play, that intelligent play, that aggressive play being persistent, consistent through every single echelon of this team, whether it's the second team defense, the third team defense, the secondary is certainly starting to show itself uh, as a as a strength here, whether it's Benjamin St. Juice or Emmanuel Forbes on the outside, uh, while Kendall Fuller is getting a little bit of veteran rest on Wednesday or second year cornerback Tariq Castro Fields 
who's in with the second team defense from time to time. The secondary is present and it is making plays. So while this front seven is certainly impressive and everybody knows about the secondary also uh, making a name for itself here during training camp. And one thing that Tariq told me after practice said, quote, I definitely feel way better than I did rookie year being accustomed to the defense. I'm just trying to come to work every day and put my best foot forward and keep improving, end quote. So good to see uh, Tariq doing that. Good to hear from him after practice as well. As far as rotation is concerned, the team looks pretty consistent with Emmanuel Forbes and Kendall Fuller on the outside. When there are three cornerbacks on the field, Benjamin St. Juice is sliding inside into the slot. Cameron Curl, uh, Cam Curl is looking like a lock to be the team's Buffalo nickel. Also one of the deep nickels when there's or deep safeties, when there's only two safeties on the field, uh, along with Derek Forrest holding down uh, that other safety spot. Second year safety, Percy Butler is getting into the first team formation to replace Curl when Cam Curl drops down into the box as that Buffalo nickel, like we said. And, and honestly, I think that alignment, we've we've seen some other you know iterations of this formation. We've seen Emmanuel Forbes get a little bit of work uh, inside. I don't remember seeing a single rep where Kendall Fuller has gone inside. I know that's something that we've talked about being a possibility uh, as well. That hasn't really happened. So I really think this is going to be kind of your alignment. When we, and when, when uh, there's only two cornerbacks on the field, which we all know in today's NFL is really kind of rare. I've seen Kendall Fuller out there with Emmanuel Forbes. I've seen Kendall Fuller out there with Benjamin St. Chu. So I really think that when it comes down to making a decision on who's out there, you know, neither guy has really completely separated themselves yet, but it might come down to a matchup discussion, something like that moving forward. Of course, that's something that we'll continue to monitor as we near the first preseason game coming up next weekend. So this weekend, obviously, no game, uh, but next weekend, the Washington Commanders are in Cleveland to uh, to get football, man, get get back to the, uh, to the field and get back to doing things. So, again, I like that alignment. I think that's where they're going to stick. Uh, but they've also got some depth players. Again, Castro Fields, we talked about. Rookie Quan Martin uh, has seen some safety reps. He's seen some some uh, cornerback reps, all pro special teams contributor. Jeremy Reeves uh, is also running around out there making plays. So when St. Juice is outside for the first team and Fuller's off the field like he was today, it's actually Rashad Wild Goose we're seeing get reps in the slot. So Kendall Fuller getting a little bit of rest today. You got Emmanuel Forbes outside, Benjamin St. Juice outside, and Rashad Wild Goose uh, getting in there with the first team defense against first team offense. Uh, in the slot. Quan Martin has been the second team slot defender. Siri Castro Fields, Christian Holmes getting some second team outside work uh, while Jeremy Reeves and Percy Butler are holding on the second team safety spots. It would appear as of right now. Some secondary highlights from day seven from Wednesday afternoon. Terrell Burgess, the safety, got an interception uh, in seven on seven drills, picking off Jake Fromm. Uh, pretty nice play by him. But again, coming in sevens, Christian Holmes had a very strong, impactful hit on receiver Marcus Kemp forcing an incomplete pass again, coming in sevens. And then uh, Jeremy Reeves, all pro Revo was in very, very good trail technique on a pass route uh, run by Bryson Tremaine and ended up coming up with a big PBU on the offense's sideline. And you know uh, that the offense wasn't happy to see that. The fans were happy to see it and the defense certainly was happy to see it. I uh, also got a question from a subtexter today about secondary depth and whether or not Washington is going to be able to keep all the players or if a potential trade is coming. We see NFL teams do this a lot during the preseason. If there's a player that they just can't keep for whatever reason, a lot of times they'll execute a trade uh, and see if they can get draft capital back. Or every once in a while, we see a swap of players, uh, things like that. So, look, if I had to identify 10 defensive backs right now to make the active roster, uh, I think I'd probably go with Kendall Fuller, Emmanuel Forbes, Benjamin St. Juice, Quan Martin, Cam Curl, Derek Forrest, and Percy Butler. I think those are just your automatics, right? Like those guys are making this roster. Uh, so you're already, what is that, six or seven deep? Uh, and then I think Jeremy Reeves, you got to keep him, not just for his ability on the defensive side of the ball, but obviously that special team's ability uh, is incredibly, uh, incredibly valuable. 
And then I think Danny Johnson is a guy you got to keep. And I think you're looking at Christian Holmes, which you know, I think Tariq Castro Fields, quite honestly, has looked better right now than, than, than a guy like Christian Holmes. But I do feel like Christian Holmes, I don't know if the team is going to be ready uh, to move him down to the practice squad uh, after some of the promise that he showed last year. And I think certainly did show some promise. Also has some rough moments, uh, you know, like a rookie will, especially a late round draft pick rookie. But, you know, I think maybe that's kind of where the, the battle really kind of is. But look, Rashad Wild Goose is also a player that, seems to me like he's probably going to get a spot too, right? Like, again, for, for me, for whatever reason, my evaluation of Rashad Wild Goose, not the greatest, uh, but, you know, the team seems to like him, certainly, and, and there's some other media members that, and, I, and I've, I've told a couple media members just today, apparently it's a me problem. I don't know what it is, but uh, I just don't see it, and, and a lot of times when I focus in on Rashad, it just happens to be a bad rep, and again, you can only see what you see, so that's probably uh, just bad timing and, and bad luck there, but you know, if Rashad makes the list, then, you know, Danny Johnson or Christian Holmes is one of those guys going to go. So, again, there is an abundance of talent here for the Washington Commanders, but that means and 10 DBs. I mean, that's a lot of DBs for any NFL team to carry. So there is a potential for a trade there. Certainly, you know, uh, if the Washington Commanders have a DB that they might try to get on the practice squad, but don't feel like they're going to be able to get them on the practice squad. Uh, that might be a trade that they execute. But as far as that trade being for an offensive lineman, that was what the specific question was. You know, it, it could be. It could be for an offensive lineman, certainly. You know, I, I won't say that that's not a possibility, but you're not going to get a starting caliber offensive lineman for, you know, even Danny Johnson. Like if you trade Danny Johnson away because you're not going to get him to the practice squad, but he's not going to make your final roster or your initial roster because you want to carry Christian Holmes or whatever, or Rashad Wild Goose for that matter, you can trade him, but you're not going to get, you know, a starting offensive lineman. That's just not really uh, how that's going to happen. So even if you do trade someone from the back end, uh, of your defensive back group, you're probably going to get a back end offensive line group uh, guy. And honestly, I, you know, the offensive line is so intricate. It's so detailed. It's such a, a team effort. I don't know if you want to trade near the end of training camp preseason for a new offensive lineman who's now going to have to catch up and try to learn everything on the fly as the season is getting going. So honestly, I think that if there's a trade here in the secondary group, that you're most likely looking for a late round draft pick. Maybe you get a six rounder for a guy like Danny Johnson. Again, not advocating for a trade. Of Danny Johnson just spitballing some potential ideas here, and uh, you know it, it's going to be a tough decision, man. I mean, a lot of these guys, I, you know, I could, you could say there's no reason or no way you should trade a lot of these guys, including Danny Johnson. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the Washington Commanders do here. Uh, it is, it, you know, also got some other questions about the offensive line, so I will give a little mini update on that group because I know that it's a, a group of high interest here uh, for the Washington Commanders. Second day. Of pads, there was a little skirmish uh, that that brought that broke out. I'm going to call it that a skirmish uh, that broke broke out in team periods. Uh, center Nick Gates uh, and linebacker Kalik Hudson were engaged on the play in a normal block uh, type of play, and and you know one of them, I think, it was Kalik Hudson, did not uh, approve of the of the way the play went down. So they kind of started uh, talking to each other, and then Nick Gates, uh, one of them, shoved the other. And then Nick Gates slapped Kalik Hudson's face mask. Cody Barton got involved there, uh, so it was, it was very quick, you know, over very quickly. Uh, some other players had to come in. Terry McLaurin was a peacemaker in that situation, came in, helped break it up. So certainly the defensive line looks better, you know what I mean, uh, from the offensive line, but it should also look better. Uh, what I'll tell you is that the offensive line did better on Tuesday, the first day of padded practice against this defensive line that I expected them to. And I think they did okay on Wednesday uh, as well. But again, I think you have to talk about expectation management. We're talking about a potential top eight to five defense, defensive line, one of the best defensive lines in the NFL a brand new offensive line just getting blended together is going to have some struggles. But we also saw some really good moments, and we also saw you know a good two yards of push from the offensive line on Tuesday and Wednesday in the run game. So those are all you know positives that you want to carry forward 
And as this offensive line gels and becomes even better, hopefully that two-yard push against this offensive line or defensive line becomes a three-yard push against, say, the Arizona Cardinals defensive line. So we'll dive into the offensive line group again uh, later on in the week. But uh, uh, one quick note, administrative note, Sadiq Charles did not practice on Wednesday, does have a calf injury. Uh, I'm not sure how serious it is, but we will keep an eye and an ear out for that and give you updates as we can. So we'll talk offensive line again later, but we, I had a lot of subtexters asking about it, so I thought I'd give you a quick little brief update. Uh, but for now, let's move on to our Howell Watch today, our play of the day, and then we'll bring in uh, head coach Ron Rivera, some 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 footage from his press conference this morning, and rookie defensive back Juan Martin. All that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets whether you win or you lose. That's $200 that you can then spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Look at that up-to-date World Series odds. Your current favorites are the Atlanta Braves at plus 300 with the Dodgers, Rays, and Astros following behind. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Orioles have the sixth-best odds at plus 1,200, and the Washington Nationals are tied for the lowest odds at plus 100,000. Uh, that's their line. No matter what you're wagering on, you can do it all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thanks again for taking a lot of time. your first listen or view today and every day and every day. Appreciate you coming through for all the training camp coverage as we continue through uh, day seven here today. Day eight coming up on Thursday. Day nine coming up Friday. And then we're off for a day. And we'll be back out Sunday again. You will get an episode after every single practice happening here in training camp. Second year quarterback Sam Howell completed 13 of his 22 pass attempts for a 59% completion rate and finished the practice better than he started. That is our Howell watch for day seven here at uh, Washington Commanders training camp. Now, prior to the day, uh, Washington head coach Ron Rivera did talk about Sam Howell and said that he's kind of faded in some previous practice sessions, saying, quote, every one of his throws, I sit there and watch it and try to see how long it took for him to get where it needs to. It's not just him going through it, but also getting to that point where he gets to his setup is his footwork good? One of the things that uh, Coach Tavita Pritchard talked about is that for the most part, it's been really good until he gets near the end. He does get a little tired, a little lazy with it, and he's got to push himself through that, end quote. Now, you're going to hear the full comment that Ron Rivera made, but that's, a, that's an abbreviated comment uh, from Ron Rivera. I am going to play that full clip, that full comment, so you can hear it here uh, in the following segment. But basically, the point is this. As we're watching quarterback Sam Howell go through, and we, we talked about this, right? Again, we talked about expectation management with the offensive line. Talk expectation management with a quarterback, right? You have a second year quarterback in the National Football League, first year as a starter, expected starter coming in here. So there's going to be some ups and downs. And I think that when you're looking at the ups, you want to see the growth in the player. You want to see the ability in the player to get the ball down the field, throw every route, 
on the field. And we've certainly seen that from Sam Howell. When he come talk about the downs, how bad are the downs? And ref, rel, relatively speaking, when you're talking about a quarterback who has thrown two interceptions in 11 on 11s, only one of those was really his fault. And even that one, he actually got tripped up by one of his offensive linemen. So you could potentially make the argument that completely uh, it wasn't completely his fault. Uh, so you have two interceptions that are kind of both have yeah buts uh, coming after them. And when he misses, he's missing in a way that only his player has an opportunity to make the play or nobody has an opportunity to make the play. Now, at the end of the day, you still want your quarterback making plays that your receivers can make and, and making plays that he should make, right? Today, in one of the 11-on-11s, we'll get to the play-by-play -play breakdown here in just a minute, but in one of the 11-on-11 sessions, Sam Howe had a wide-open Terry McLaurin running from right to left through the end zone into the far left corner of the end zone and just completely missed it, just completely airballed it. And, you know, it's a, it's a throw that Sam knows he's got to make. It's a throw that Terry McLaurin knows needs to be made. Uh, and obviously the team is going to want that to be completed in the red zone uh, in actual games. The good news is the scheme is getting the players open. Right now what we need is we need to get Sam Howell back on the same page. Coach Rivera talked a little bit about what it means when the ball is ahead, when the ball is behind. So, again, I'll let you hear that complete comment from Coach Rivera. Uh, here later on, but talking about him fading away, that is something that we've kind of noticed during the practices. And honestly, I think that a lot of it is attributed, yes, to footwork, of course, but also I think a lot of it is attributed to the pressure. Again, talking about a top five, top eight defense with a top five, one of the better defensive lines in the National Football League. There is a lot of pressure getting in on Sam Howell right now. We talked about this before. Pressure is cumulative, cumulative. And even when you know you're not getting going to get hit necessarily because it's against the rules. There is still pressure, and Sam Howell is not a quarterback who is okay sitting back there saying, okay, yeah, practice sack, whatever, you didn't hit me, let me throw the ball after practice squad, after practice sack. He is trying to get the ball out on time. He's trying to get the ball out before the defense gets there. He's reacting to the pressure in real time, and that's exactly what you want from your quarterback. I've seen other quarterbacks, not necessarily here in Washington, but I've seen other quarterbacks, not going to name names, who were basically okay with taking the practice sacks and saying, okay, yeah, yeah, you touched me or whatever, but I'm still going to throw the ball to this receiver that got open three seconds after you touched me on the shoulder or after you touched me on the back, whatever it is, and then pump their fist and say, yeah, good pass, good completion. And surprise, surprise, when they get to a game, oftentimes that's a quarterback that doesn't feel the pressure, doesn't get the ball out on time, and ends up getting sacked uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so, you know, what you want is a quarterback that is practicing. So even though the pressure, you might look at it from an outside perspective and say, well, they can't hit them. So the, so the pressure shouldn't really matter when you're a quarterback who is, putting the added pressure on you saying, I'm not going to let myself have that excuse. I need to get the ball out in time or I need to react to this pass rush. That's where that pressure comes. And as it builds, you don't want your boss yelling at you 24-7. Sam Howell can take it and he gets motivated by it, but nobody, no human being wants their boss yelling at them every day when they come to work. So he's doing his best to get the ball out on time, doing his best to get the ball where it needs to go. And there's some mechanical things that they're working on uh, to get that there. So Hopefully that makes sense. And again, you'll hear Ron Rivera's complete uh, uh, comments about Sam Howell and his processing and his timing here later on in the episode. Now, on Wednesday, the quarterbacks did spend a session of the practice on a side field working with quarterback coach Tavita Pritchard on footwork. Specifically, they were working on footwork. You've seen it. They were bouncing up their feet, moving their feet around, shifting, looking here, looking there, looking left, looking right, and then making a throw when he told him, uh, told him to. Then they came back for two more uh, practice sessions, two more uh, 11 on 11 sets and Sam Howell finished the day strong. He looked really good in those final sessions. Uh, he finished the day completing five of eight passes in his final two 11 on 11 sets and connected in the end zone rookie running back Chris Rodriguez for a touchdown. Is that a coincidence? 
I don't think it is. I mean, you know, we had the head coach talking in the morning about the footwork and about getting everything right and getting everything on time. And then we have a quarterback who's going through practice, started off a little sluggish, started off not very accurate and was getting the ball out maybe a little too early and putting the ball too far in front of his receivers. They go onto the side field. They work on some footwork things. They work on some timing things. They come back and he looks cleaner. I think that is uh, analysis, evaluation, coaching, and player all falling in line and getting better. We'll see how they do on Thursday because, again, do it once. That's great. But now let's see the continued uh, success. So we'll see how that bleeds into Thursday. Obviously, we will continue our Howl Watch, and we will talk about that as well. Play of the day for a second straight day on Wednesday. Our play of the day is going to come from the first team rushing attack after opening a very large a gap hole for the from the offensive line rookie uh, rookie rookie running back second year running back pride robinson jr ran through that hole burst through that hole uh, into the second level and gained a solid eight yards before he encountered a defender that defender was safety percy butler and i like percy but i gotta say i think full speed brian robinson against percy butler catch tackling him i don't think that's going to end well for percy now you might make the tackle but I think that uh, you've got a potential here for that run to go for at least 8 to 10 yards, if not more, uh, if Percy can't make the tackle. It was an encouraging rep for the offensive line. Again, especially with Chris Paul filling in a left guard for Sadiq Charles, who was sitting out today. Uh, they've had some up and down experiences. We've talked about the level of play of this defensive line uh, going up against that. So to get those kinds of wins, certainly impactful. And it was an impressive run by Robinson. I mean, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever seen him hit a hole as quickly as he did. That one made a quick little one cut, got into the hole with confidence. And got to the second level with a head of steam that I, you know, feel bad for any safety that's needing to make that tackle. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna hear from Coach Rivera. We're gonna hear the entire comment that I just talked about about his uh, comment on Sam Howell here in the entirety, and we're going to uh, hear from Quan Martin, who met with me after practice. That's coming next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to hear from Ron Rivera's clip of his press conference. Uh, Again, video courtesy of the Washington Commanders from before practice, talking about Sam Howell. And then again, we just connected the dots there from the Howell watch, kind of the sluggish start, the slower start that Sam Howell had to begin the practice working on the footwork, uh, working on the processing like Ron was talking about uh, before practice, and then coming back out in the last two 11-on-11 sets looking much, much better to uh, to end the day fairly strong with, uh, like I said, five for eight in his final eight passes and a touchdown pass to go with this. So here is head coach Ron Rivera. What have you seen from Sam in terms of processing and decision-making specifically so far? That's one of the things that's been really cool is to watch him when you see him recognize it and process it. Um, Part of it, though, is his timing has to get a little bit better uh, when he does see it and get to it. You know, and and one of the things that I'm always looking for is, is, you know, as he goes through his progressions, you know, where is that ball placement when he gets to his second or third progression? You know, if that ball is slightly ahead right where it needs to be, then you know he's processing on time. When it starts getting to that back shoulder and there's no defender here, then you know he's late. If there's a defender here, it should be on the back shoulder. But when you see it, when there's no no reason for it to be there, then you know he's seeing it, 
but he's got to process it faster. So we're looking for those kind of hints as we're, we're, we're watching him on tape. So every one of his throws, you know, I sit there and watch it and try to see how long it took for him to get to where he needs to. And it's not just him going through it, but also getting to that point where he gets to his setup. You know, is, is his footwork good? That's, you know, that was one of the things we talked about last year. I know it was one of the points that we always try to make about him was that is his footwork where it needs to be? And one of the things that Tavita talked about is that, for the most part, it's been really good until he gets near the end. He does get a little, little tired, uh, a little lazy with it, and he's got to push himself through that. And, you know, it's early in camp. All right, guys, so that was Coach Rivera, again, before practice Wednesday. So you kind of look at you line up the dots, right? He talks about that. Then we see what we see at practice. We see the side coaching going on with Tavita Pritchard and then the strong finish from Sam Howell. It all seems to be lining up pretty, pretty well right now for the Washington Commanders. Long way still to go in training camp, so we'll see how the continued development of Sam Howell moves forward. Speaking of developing guys, rookie safety Quan Martin came in a little bit late, had to miss rookie camp because of a loss in, in the family, and he was dealing with that. Came back for OTAs, came back from man, mandatory minicamp. We caught up with him after practice on Wednesday uh, to have a little conversation. All right, Quan, so we had, we had seven days, seven, eight days in the books. I mean, obviously you guys are working more than what we're seeing, but uh, how are you feeling so far in your first training camp? I feel pretty good, man. Just uh, learning every day, trying to get better. I made the same mistakes yesterday. Absolutely. So we're, we're all talking about the secondary, right? Like it looks like a really stacked and uh, I think more importantly, an intelligent, intelligent, very, very football IQ savvy uh, group. Have you ever been in a, in a defensive back group that you feel like this this amount of football intelligence around? I don't want you to talk bad about your boys back in Illinois, but, you know. Uh, I mean, sure. You, speaking of Illinois, we have one of the best secondaries in yeah. college football last year. So, I mean, the guys I played with, Devin Witherspoon, Sidney Brown, uh, Kendall Smith, like all those guys were savvy football guys. So everybody had a high football IQ. So it's you know pretty much the same here. And uh, guys just continuing to learn, continuing to grow. Absolutely. So have you, have you have you kept in touch with any of those guys from from school? Yeah, man. We speak from time to time. You know, we all in in training camp, so our schedule yeah. a little busy. So. Now we try to uh, connect with each other with Spalter. So um, watching watching as much tape as I get from from your days in Illinois, it looks to me like no matter where you line up on the field, wherever the play goes, whether you start on the left, the ball goes to the right, you're always around the ball. How how do you do things like that? I mean, it's just a mindset, honestly, man. Just even from when I was growing up, I was always trying to get around the ball because you no know, good things happen when you run to the ball. So just trying to be that guy that you know uh, can, can make plays, just get into the ball, just. Something that can be coached, honestly. Yeah, and do you, do you feel like you're able to do that so far at the NFL level? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so playing inside in the, in the slot, playing as a safety maybe, playing in the box and, and run support, where do you feel most comfortable right now uh, as an NFL player? Man, I'm pretty much just trying to get everything down. Uh, wherever the coaches put me at, just trying to learn at that position every day. And I uh, just put myself in the best position to make plays. Are you getting involved in any of the, the trash talk that's going on in the practice field right now? Uh, not yet, man. I kind of let them handle all that. I'm more of a... <laughs> You know, chill, laid back, dude. I, I talk some trash when I when I got to, but I, I let them guys out. Of. Absolutely. And then the fans are, are showing up big time right now in training camp. How do you feel about their presence? Yeah, I feel pretty good. Uh, everybody been, everybody's been telling me it's night and day from last year to this year. So, I mean, we love the support, man. We got a, a great fan base behind us, and we just hope to keep it up during the season. Absolutely. Going back to the NFL draft, uh, a lot of people were surprised that the Commanders went DB with first round and second round right. pick. Uh, first off, like what what was your feeling going into that weekend with the Commanders? Did you feel like this was a, a spot you could land in? Then how did you feel about the double DB dip in the first two rounds? I mean, yeah, so it, it was definitely a spot that I felt that I could end up at. So I did, it, was, it was on my radar going into the draft, and uh, you know, just. It just so happened to pick me. All right, and that was rookie uh, Washington Commander Safety, Quan Martin, speaking with me after practice on Wednesday. That's how we're going to wrap up today's episode. Coming up tomorrow, we got day eight of training camp. We are back in Ashburn. 
Uh, it's the last day for fans to come out this week. So if you are headed this way to enjoy the festivities, please hydrate, bring some sunscreen or shade or whatever you need to prepare, uh, protect yourself from the sun and prepare for fun because it has been a blast, especially with all of you in attendance, much better uh, than last year, if I do say so myself. In the meantime, if you've got questions or comments, Drop them in the YouTube comment box. Hit me up on Twitter. Email me at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com or simply text me straight from your phone by going to joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnCommanders. As always, I want to thank you for making LockedOnCommanders your first listen or view of the day every day. And to my everydayers, I greatly appreciate all of you for your consistent and continued support of the program. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your football routine. And until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.